Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we are previewing Jaguars at Lions, a Week 13 matchup between two 4-7 and seven squads fighting for their lives in the 2022 season. You've got two coaches in Dan Campbell for the Lions and Doug Peterson for the Jaguars that have 100% buy-in from their players. You've got a bunch of, uh, of knee biters over in, in Detroit and in Jacksonville. You've got Andrew Wingard and the rest of the squad talking about they would die for Doug Peterson. Two teams that, you know, despite four and seven records, they feel like they are 100% unified. And they have 100% buy-in. And so that should be fun to see these two teams playing um, with full intensity, full energy, full effort 100% of the time. You've got two offenses executing at an extremely high level here. When you talk about the Lions and Jaguars uh, connections, yeah, plenty of them. This game has them. Mark Brunel, Detroit Lions quarterback coach. Todd Wash, Lions defensive line coach. DJ Chark, one of the top wideouts for Detroit. He returned from injury recently. For the Jaguars, Jamal Agnew and Marvin Jones migrated south from Detroit two years ago. Same free agency class for the Jaguars. Both of those guys come over from Detroit. The number one overall pick resides in Duval County, Trayvon Walker. Number two overall, Detroit native, Aiden Hutchinson. Both pass rushers, both edge players in the NFL. They'll take the same field. And yes, Aiden Hutchinson, he will always carry it with him that the Jaguars passed passed on him at one overall. He said prior to the draft, for about three months, he believed that the Jaguars were going to take him at one overall. About a week before the draft, things changed. And yeah, he's holding that with him. Not happy about it. I'm sure he's happy to be in his hometown, Detroit. But being the number one overall pick comes with a certain level of respect, right? Uh, and he thought he was going to earn that, and he was not able to be uh, select, or he wasn't selected by the Jaguars first overall. He's now with the Lions. Trayvon Walker's with the Jaguars. It's going to be exciting to see which of these two players stands out more when they're on the same field together. They won't be playing head to head. We know that, obviously, as both of them are defenders. But seeing them on the field together. Will be, will be certainly something to keep an eye on here. You've also got two former first overall picks at quarterback as well in this one. Not a lot of people think about Jared Goff in that regard anymore, but in 2016, he was the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, 2021 first overall pick. Also got some kicker revenge, Riley Patterson's revenge game. Lions didn't keep him around after he had a really good season uh, in mop-up duty at times for the Lions in 2021. They decided to go in a different direction. He's been pretty good for the Jaguars so far, their kicker. And did I mention that these two teams were fighting for their playoff lives? If the Jags take down the Lions and the Eagles take down the Titans, the Jags control their own destiny and stare a road showdown with the Tennessee Titans and Nashville in the face in Week 14. This game means a ton. I think this is the biggest game for the Jaguars franchise since 2017. 
You could probably argue there was some games in 2018 that held just as much weight, but not this far into the season, not this deep into the season. And again, they're four and seven. It's not like they have earned a right to really be in the playoff conversation at this point. Neither team has, but they're close. And whoever wins this game is going to give themselves a shot down the stretch here. The Jaguars are one-point road favorites in some places. Others, you'll see the Lions as one-point favorites. Uh, this is a, a tight one. I think there's a lot of money going in on both teams. If I was a, a, a betting man, I'd be avoiding this one because I think both teams could win this game. It's a tight matchup. The Jags haven't won a game this year in which they've been favored. So if you're a Jags fan, maybe you, you like to see the Lions being favored by one. The over-under is 51. So Vegas is expecting some points in this contest. So am I. You look at the Lions offense and the Jaguars defense, starting right guard Evan Brown has missed both practices this week with an ankle for the Lions. Center, starting center, Frank Ragnow, foot limited this week. Starting left guard Jonah Jackson, concussion limited this week. Starting right tackle Panay Sewell, ankle limited this week. You've got four of the five starters on the Detroit Lions offensive line that are banged up. Will they all play? Will some miss out? We don't know. But the bottom line is the Jaguars front has got to take advantage of a banged up Lions offensive line. Even if those guys are playing, they're not 100%. Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, Dewan Smoot, Arden Key, RRH, all these guys. They got to take advantage. Devon Hamilton, Foley Fatu Kasi. Thought they had a solid game against the the. Ravens, all things considered, up front. They've got to do it again against the Lions. And they have one of the most talented offensive lines in football. But again, if they're injured, you got to take advantage. Ben Johnson's calling the shots at offensive coordinator. Jared Goff is having a really efficient season for the Lions. Um, They throw the ball from a ton of different looks, whether they spread you out. Uh, They use a lot of play action from not only heavy formations, but also from the shotgun. So, uh, you've got to be ready for that. Amon Ross St. Brown, one of the best, most versatile young receivers in football, aligns primarily in the slot, but they do move him around the formation. They try to get the ball in his hands as much as they can. They've also got DJ Chark, as I mentioned. Uh, he's back healthy, and he's got that speed threat, that vertical threat that you always have to be aware of. DeAndre Swift is a big-time receiving back out of the backfield. They've also got Josh Reynolds. They did trade away TJ Hawkinson to the <clears throat> to the Vikings, excuse me. So uh, not the same receiving threat at tight end that they once had, but still plenty of weapons for Jared Goff to find in this offense. And DeAndre Swift, he's been battling injury all year. He's been playing, but he's been on the injury report every single week. Not on the injury report anymore for the Detroit Lions. He's fully healthy now, so that's big for them. Jamal Williams, he has been the touchdown god in 2022. Leads all running backs with 13 rushing touchdowns. It's going to be a big contest for Darius Williams, too, when you talk about the Jaguars' nickel. I imagine he'll see a lot of Amon Ross St. Brown. And uh, that is a matchup that's going to be critical. If the Lions get Amon Ross St. Brown going, their offense can start humming. If you shut him down, they're going to have trouble figuring out how to beat you. It's been much easier said than done slowing down Amon Ross St. Brown with the Detroit Lions. Defensively for the Jaguars, Andre Sisco has been limited this week with a shoulder. 
they'll need him in this game. He is uh, their best ball hawk back there at safety. He's been an enforcer lately, and he's been coming up with a lot of clutch plays, whether it's picking passes off, getting past deflections, big hits. Uh, He's been playing really well for the Jaguars as of late in his second year. Flipping sides of the ball, you've got the Jaguars offense and the Lions defense. Looking at the Lions defense, they run a lot of cover three, some man. They sprinkle in some cover two as well. They like to heat you up. And um, one thing about Trevor Lawrence now at this point in his career, you saw some struggles against cover two early on in his career. I think those, those struggles have passed, and it looks like, no matter what you're running on the back end, that Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to decipher and read what's going on and be able to figure out where to go with the football. His processing and his understanding of defensive alignments has rapidly improved over the last month and a half. But like, They like to heat you up. They like to blitz. The Detroit Lions do. So you're going to have to be ready for a lot of uh, – Different rushers coming from different angles, different spots on the field. They'll get creative up there for you. Looking at Detroit's defense in terms of personnel, they've got a lot of really young, talented pieces that I'm a huge fan of. This is a team that uh, has drafted a lot of players that were kind of like my guys in the draft process. Malcolm Rodriguez is a really good young linebacker. Uh, They got him late, I believe, in the sixth round. I thought he should be a late day three pick. His only issue coming out of of Oklahoma State was he's just not a huge guy, but he plays with physicality, tenacity. He's fast. He's got incredible balance. He's a leader. Rodrigo, as Dan Campbell likes to call him. Aiden Hutchinson, he's playing well for the Detroit Lions. Um, for the second overall pick, a guy that a lot of people thought, you know, if the Jaguars are going to go, Defensive end slash outside linebacker, if they're going to go edge, that Aiden Hutchinson should have been the player. He didn't appear to be a perfect scheme fit with what Mike Caldwell likes to do in Jacksonville, but he's playing good football for the Detroit Lions. They're moving him around a good bit. He's producing at a higher level right now than Trayvon Walker. Jeff Okuda is finally coming on. The draft priors love that. This was a guy that was the consensus number one overall corner few years back coming out of Ohio State. I was a big fan of him. He's starting to play really good football. Aleem McNeil, same thing. Defensive tackle out of NC State. Another player that's really come on strong for them. Kirby Joseph has been inserted into the starting lineup. He's a rookie out of Illinois. And uh, another guy that I, the Jaguars had interest in Kirby Joseph last year. I thought that he would be a great fit next to Andre Sisco. If you're talking about getting a a really good pair of coverage safeties, the Lions went and got him in the draft, and he's been inserted into the lineup since Tracy Walker uh, was placed on IR, and Kirby Joseph's been pretty damn good in coverage. So a lot of young players on the defensive side of the ball for the Lions that I'm a big fan of. They've got Josh Paschal and Julian Okawara appear to be questionable up front for the Lions. So those are two names to keep an eye on. Jeff Okuda, who I just mentioned, he's been limited being in concussion protocol. Another name to keep an eye on as the final injury reports will surface later today on Friday. And you'll get some updates throughout the weekend, I'm sure. These guys play with their hair on fire defensively. 
but they still need more pieces. Downfield coverage, there's holes in it. They allow a ton of yards on the ground. You've got to be able to take advantage of that. For the Jaguars' offense, is Travis Etienne good to go? He says that he's going to be able to play in this contest. The Jaguars have um, been saying it's more day-to-day from from Doug Peterson, Press Taylor. They're just going to rely on the doctors, and we'll see how it plays out. I think the Jaguars are rightfully going to be very conservative with Travis Etienne with the foot injury. Same foot that Liz Frank happened last year, so I, 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 I would advocate for exercising caution. But you need Travis Etienne to go if he's healthy. Zay Jones has a uh, chest injury that has limited him in practice this week. I would be shocked if that holds him out. Um, for me, there's no reason the Jaguars should not be able to move the ball and score points against Detroit. They've been moving the ball against every team they've played over the last month or so. Um, They've been able to put up a lot of points in recent weeks. They're 2-1 over the last three contests. They're only lost to the Chiefs, and you cannot blame them there, losing to the Chiefs in Kansas City. Detroit, their defense has improved since they fired their defensive backs coach. It's gotten better. It's still not great. I, I still don't think this is a defense the Jaguars need to be particularly scared of. They need to respect the players on that side of the ball like they do every time they step on the field. But this is not a defense to write home about yet for the Detroit Lions. I think um, when you talk about the second cornerback spot, that's a little bit of a concern. You talk about um, the consistency with the entire defensive line, uh, with the back line of the defense as well. I just I don't see this group led by Aaron Glenn, who I do respect a lot, and I think he's a good defensive coordinator. I don't think they have the horses to really slow down a Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence offense. Uh, and we'll see how it plays out. Like I said, I think this game is going to be a little bit of a barn burner. Jared Goff has been really good in 2022 for these Lions. Uh, he's got 17 touchdown passes, 7 interceptions, but he does have 19 turnover-worthy plays on the season. And he's had at least one turnover-worthy play in all but one contest. We mentioned Andre Sisco. He needs to be able to play for the Jaguars, and he needs to be able to play well. He's been one of the guys that, when you look at turnovers, he's been a big part of a lot of them. And so I think if you can get Andre Sisco out there trying to fly around, get his hands on the football, You've also got Jamal Williams for the Lions, their running back, who I mentioned has been a touchdown machine. He's also fumbled the ball three times this year. Maybe you can see something on tape to where you can poke poke one out when Jamal Williams is carrying the ball in certain situations. Again, the, the Lions offensive line is banged up. Jared Goff is not a mobile quarterback by any stretch. It's time for the Jaguars defensive line to eat. It's time to be aggressive. On the second level of the Jaguars defense, Chad Muma, he's in the starting lineup now. I think this is key. Not only does it free up Foya Aluakan to play more freely, um, it has given the Jaguars a little bit of life on that side of the ball. Devin Lloyd, who I'm still a big fan of, I'm not trying to bury the kid. He was getting killed anytime the offense was giving you eye candy, misdirections, um, just anything that was there designed to trick you was doing just that for Devin Lloyd. So for Chad Mooney, you're hoping he can be a little bit more steady, a little bit more focused, not be fooled by some of the eye candy that the Lions will give you up front. 
And that's what you saw from him last week. I think hopefully you'll see even more of that this week, not having to worry about Lamar Jackson. Um, and and flipping sides of the ball again, I don't think the Lions can cover what the Jaguars have on offense. I think even though the, the Jaguars offense should be able to have success in this game, these guys do play with their hair on fire. They do play tough. You're going to feel on Monday that you played the Detroit Lions defense. Getting into my prediction here, I've got the Jags taking down the Lions, 32-27. to 27. Again, a bit of a barn burner here. I think a Riley Patterson field goal could be the difference. And again, this is just a fun contest, a really fun Week 13 contest. Two teams with complete and total buy-in, two talented offenses, and defenses that can mix it up and have some talent and can do some things, but struggle to stop opponents on the whole. I can't wait for it. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a sports weekend here. You got USA soccer in the World Cup Saturday morning at 9 a.m. You've got college football championship weekend. You've got Jaguars and Lions fighting for their playoff lives. You've got Eagles and Titans, which you should be eagerly paying attention to as well, hoping the Eagles can take down the Titans. You've also got some other fantastic matchups around the league this week. Cincinnati versus Kansas City. Chiefs trying to exact some revenge for the AFC Championship last year. It's going to be a hell of a sports weekend. I'm ready for it. Hopefully y'all are too. Again, I have the Jags taking down the line 32-27 to in this one. I think it's going to be a hotly contested game. I like the direction both of these two teams are going, these two franchises. I just think Doug Peterson tactically – is and and strategically is a better head coach than Dan Campbell. They both have full buy-in. I'm not questioning that. I, I do think, though, when you talk about game management, when you talk about being aggressive, when you talk about play design, Doug Peterson gives you an advantage over a Dan Campbell coached team. And I think Trevor Lawrence, even if the stats say Jared Goff is right there with him, is a much better quarterback than Jared Goff right now. So that's why I'm taking the Jaguars. We'll see how it plays out. Hopefully the Jacks can get a dub in Detroit and set themselves up to to fight again in, in week 14 against the Tennessee Titans. Try to get within one game of the division lead in week 14. We'll see how it all plays out. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Hit the like and subscribe button here on YouTube. If you want to support the channel further, you can become a channel member. You can also check out genjag.com, pick up some new Duval gear. Again, thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a great weekend, Duval. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.